0: Welcome into another episode of Mile High Bourbon and Rye, a Colorado craft podcast. Today I'm very excited to be sitting here with Adam and Tyler of Mile High Spirits. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks, thanks for inviting nice, us. Thanks for having me. Thanks, sir, for, we invited you, didn't we? Yeah, you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> you did invite me, and I'm very thrilled to be here. Thank you guys so much for your hospitality and everything. Sitting back here in the barrel warehouse, basically, surrounded by way too many gallons of really really good whiskey so very excited to talk to you guys about this and thank you again for having me down here
1: yeah we're, we're right in the middle of our our rack house um, with a custom-made Rick right behind us um, holds capacity about 600 plus
2: 632
1: barrels S- 632 currently, of course. currently. Yeah, Tyler knows exactly the number of his babies because <laughs> they are his babies
0: as it should be yeah oh yeah awesome <laughs> this is yeah I as I said, when I first kind of came in here, I love the smell of being in the, the Rick House. It's just such an awesome, enjoyable place to be.
1: Best smelling room in downtown Denver. <laughs> I don't, I don't maybe, think maybe that's... not it could be any place in Denver. Yeah. So. <laughs> that might be too low of a bar It's to, to me. Well, you guys Best set the standard high the down with this room. Denver.
0: But yeah, you clear mm-hmm. everything else by leaps and bounds. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, bef- like as we kind of jump into this, I'd love to kind of hear a little bit about both of you guys. Tell me about yourselves, how you got into this, into the positions you're in, how you got, you know, where you are today. Uh, well, I always I, I say I,
2: I got into whiskey uh, originally by misspent youth. Uh, uh, I originally got into beer, um, and then I, I started brewing beer in New York where I was going to college. And, and that sort of led me into the adult beverage industry, as I like to call it, um, as well as eventually I, I moved out to California. I tried to get into wine. While I was making beer, I was making liquor at home. And eventually I moved to Denver. I was working at Great Divide and I, dec- and I decided to try to knock on the doors of a, a small local distillery, My Spirits, where um, I told them I, I'm going to take over their distilling program. And, and it, it took a few years to make it there, and then finally I was given the reins to be in full control of their beverage production.
0: That's awesome. So how long have you been the head distiller here then? Uh, nine years. Wow. Oh, all right. So everything that people are tasting now is is your stuff. It's... You all the way. all my recipes. That's awesome. My thought and forethought. That's, well, yeah. from tasting everything I have, I can tell you you're doing a great job, so. I, I like
2: to approach whiskey with a brewer's perspective. Okay. Uh, and so I designed whiskeys from the ground up, much like a brewer would do, uh, thinking about grain, thinking about yeast, thinking about um, fermentation, yeasts, um, fermentation temperatures, Uh, Almost to the point of what the color of the whiskey will be prior
0: to it becoming whiskey. That's awesome. So when you say you take a brewer's mentality, do you think that's different from how some other distilleries are kind of going about it? That brewery experience before distilling?
2: I think a a lot of distilleries just take grain and turn grain into liquor, but I, I take specific grains and make specific grains into flavors that will become whiskey.
0: Okay. Awesome.
2: Yeah, I I, I I think maybe maybe I could be wrong, but I I'm trying to trying to pr- approach it with uh, more detail in mind.
0: Totally makes sense. Yeah. What prompted your move from New York out to Colorado? Um. Uh. Originally, it was uh, skiing. Good choice.
2: Yeah. Lots of good mountains out here. <laughs> Lots of good mountains. I'm I'm actually no. The truth is, I'm, I'm actually from Colorado. Oh. Okay. Uh, I I started in Colorado. Went out to New York, originally for school. Um, but then, uh, move back in the long run. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, most people are not
0: from here. Uh, <laughs> yep. I, I am. <laughs> no, that's fair. I'm, I'm born and raised, been here my whole life and I haven't lived outside of the state so far. I've spent time around the country, but haven't actually lived out of the state. So Colorado native through and through. So nice. <laughs> yep. I know it's a, it's kind of a rare breed these days to see that. Yeah. Right. I, need, I need to touch it. Oh, yeah, you're real. Yeah. You, you actually are most, real. Most of us left. Yep. <laughs> and then, Adam, how about you? How would you get kind of into this position you're in? You know, I, I got
1: um, into bartending. Uh, I was in a corporate job 20 years ago, and I um, and I was a bar fly anyway, and I, I knew a lot about drinks and alcohol and how to put them together just from drinking enough of them uh, over time. That I just quit my corporate job and, and became a bartender, and uh, over the course of ten years, I was a bartender, or a bar manager, but then uh, fast forward to um, 2012, and uh, I kind of walked in uh, like Tyler did to Mile High Spirits at their original location at 29th and Larimer um, and looking for uh, a hangover cure, getting a Bloody Mary from um, one of the owners who was bartending at the time, and they were looking for. Um, full-time professional bartenders. And that's, I was part of that, one of the original crew that got hired, um, as a bartender at the original location, which was 29th and Larimer, currently the Ratio Brewery. So anybody who's been to Ratio, they've been to our our, our old building. And, um, we were there for, um, about two and a half years. Um, Tyler was brought on, uh, around that that time, a little bit after I got hired. and uh, didn't they just say, Tyler, you're going to bartend for now, right?
2: You're, you're going to be up front. Right. We, we don't have space for you in the back we, yet. Yeah, we, 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 we can't pay you to do what you want to do, but you'll you, be up front. In fact, Adam actually uh, trained me on my first shift. We, we ran a trivia together at, nice. at <laughs> My high Spirits, the geeks you drink. Awesome. It was
1: a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's bringing some good memories back. So, yeah, we are two of the uh, almost original uh, employees. There was a few people hired right before us on the bar staff, but they're not not currently here. Um, so I guess we're the longest standing employees still here. But flash forward again to when um, the, the owners of My High Squares found the current location we're in right now uh, in about 2014. We uh, started production here in 2014, summer of 2014, but the bar wasn't ready. Uh, the tasting one was not ready, it was delayed. Of course, uh, you know, new construction or renovation, as it were in this building, didn't open until right before Thanksgiving. Uh, but I wanted to stick with this brand uh, and this company. Um, so I basically made up uh, my position uh, with the help <laughs> of the owners uh, as a on the street sales manager and brand manager, and so that was more part-time as I continued to bartend, and became full-time in around 2016, and so been the full-time brand manager. Handling Colorado and Wyoming for My High Spirits since then. Nice. Um, so I like to say, Tyler makes the juice, I just talk about it, and uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, lot easy, a lot easier to talk about
0: it than, than it is it. to make it. Yeah. Definitely. And it's a lot more fun to drink it than to talk about it. I was going to say, I get the easiest job of all, because all yeah. I'm doing is just drinking all you guys' and stuff. So that's that's my favorite part of it, and I <laughs> that, get to do that. that. That does seem pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, with all the spirits that you make here, obviously whiskey is going to be kind of the big one, but is like, what's your favorite style to distill? Uh, it would it's, I
2: can't pinpoint exactly what I You one. can't pick I, your I, uh, children? What yeah, you <laughs> I, uh, I really like making rye whiskeys um, and, and I, have, uh, I have some very unique ryes. Um, uh, we, we just released one in particular, we call it the triple rye, uh, made from three different ryes, a German rye, a Midwest rye, and a Colorado rye, uh, as well as some beechwood smoked barley. Um, but I but I really enjoy basically the relationship that rye and barley uh, have with each other, and I think uh, whether or not you add corn, that changes the whole mix as well. I mean, so I bourbons, I love making bourbons, but but it's all about the rye, and it's all about the, all about the barley. All right. Um, and then and then from that as well as we we have some single malt whiskeys that we have yet to release, um, which I'm very excited about, which are like. Uh, the, the they're taking my brewing skills all the way to a higher end uh, distilling level. Awesome. And I'm very excited about those as well.
0: So sing, when you say a single malt, are you getting, are we going peated single malts here? Are we going just like um, single malt like the rest of the yeah, country is really have, doing?
2: I have both. Awesome. Peated single malt as well as non-peated American single malts, 100% barley.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Barley sourced from? Uh, all over. Cool. I know you said some of the German rye for your triple rye yeah. whiskey here, so. Yeah, I mean, so,
2: so, I mean, all over. Just like a brewer's perspective. Yep. I, I'm not, I, I don't have to source all from one state or country. Yeah. Uh, I, I if, if the flavor's
0: right, then I will go that way. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have a idea on when you're uh, we, we, uh, we're, we're
2: hoping maybe October this year, Awesome, so coming uh, for, soon. For, for the single malts, um, and um, and that, that's where we're thinking at the current moment.
0: That's, that's really exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited very for exciting. that, but I'm also very excited for this rye, and since we have a little bit here, I'd love to try a sip of it if we can. All right.
2: So, so this rye whiskey uh, is five years old. Uh, this is 105 proof. Uh, we, we actually, we, it's actually 105.6. We we call it the the mile
0: high proof. Fifty two eighty. Fifty percent. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we, we, we like to
2: think that uh, the mile high proof is the perfect proof to drink whiskey, especially me.
0: Well, mile high is pretty great for a lot of things, I'd say. Oh yeah,
2: um, but but that that proof, you know, it's 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 soft enough to drink without needing water, and because we've already added water, a lot of it is already opened up to. To the consumer,
1: and this particular release is just an in-house release, so it's available directly from us. Got to come here to get it. Yeah, you can come here to get it. We do this uh, with a few of our releases. Um, it, this cast strength that we're going to try also is is in-house right now only. But the bottle and bond is widely available.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So some of the some of the product that we've released over the years has just been sold through here because it. Um, it's limited. It's one barrel at a time in the case of the rye or, or the cash rank yeah. um, and we find that it direct to consumer basically by having them come in and buy it is the most effective way to get the juice in their hands. Makes we, sense. We we have a lot of
2: things, a lot of products that are similar to that, um, especially up front in our tasting room, uh, and, and so uh, upfront in our in our in our bar we. We have um, cocktails, infusions, as well as liquor that is only available up front in our tasting room and is not brought to market uh, by design to, to help people come and help us connect with our customers
0: on the infusions note before I like long before Mile High Bourbon was even really a thought of mine as a website to run I came here not long after I turned 21 <laughs> and there was the the infusion big old jars on behind the bar there yeah. and uh, I actually think it was my father who brought me here and he's like you've got to try they throw them in they just let them sit with these they do these infusions it's some of the best infusions that I've had ever and I was like all right yeah we'll definitely go give that a shot and I had Pops to, was right We've had yeah. a love affair with the distillery since.
1: That's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, we have, we've expanded our list of infusions over the years, and sometimes we uh, rotate, but it's there's about three or four that's always always going to be there. You'll always see certain flavors there, but we also have some limited edition um, barrel aged spirits up there that are only available in house. So, including a barrel aged Old Fashion. Okay. Um, Made with our our fireside bourbon. Um, And we have a a rye, a small batch rye that's only available up there, which is different than this rye. But this is the rye right now that we're we're definitely excited about. And
0: you should be excited about it. This is spectacular. Oh, thank you. This is excellent. It's got a lot of that. Like, I love the spice that rye gives, and that comes through, but it's not... You might be right, 52, 80% might be the perfect kind of level because it doesn't punch you in the face with anything. It's nice and, but it's still very full and bold. It's, this is very well done. Well, thanks. I, 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 there's there's barley in it.
2: There's also uh, mostly rye. Uh, it's about 73% rye, but those three different ryes bring, I think the different, the three different qualities of rye, the, the German being very spicy, the Midwest rye, uh, this, this Midwest rye is actually from uh, Minnesota, uh, and it's uh, it, it's more of a, an earthy rye, and then it also has a, the grassy notes of the Colorado rye, um as well as with, there's this beechwood smoked barley in it, which I think uh, helps, you know, add this like, smoky, uh, chocolatey, saddle of sorts flavored to the back end.
0: Okay, awesome. That's even better. What than than I can think. describe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I mean, I definitely get a lot. the The spicy notes come through a lot. The nose has got kind of a like almost sweeter kind of quality to it. I think the the sort of chocolatey notes you're talking about, I get on the finish a lot for sure. Yeah.
2: Everyone tries whiskey and tastes different things. That's the best part.
1: <laughs> and the uh, the ingredients. The corn and the rye, the Colorado-based rye, and the the corn are Colorado-sourced, so we're pretty proud of that. So, um, and across the board in um, our bourbons, the Colorado corn and uh, Colorado rye, and then the one of the three ryes in the rye that we're trying right now. Awesome. Is Whiskey Sisters Supply. Yep.
0: Which is out of Burlington, Colorado. You've probably run into them, if not their products. I've certainly seen plenty of their products, for sure. Okay, Damn, that's good good. that is, that is really, really good. I can't wait. If uh, anybody's listening to this and is looking for a really good rye, you gotta come down and try this one for sure. Cause this is excellent. So uh, you said you have some barrel aged cocktails up there that you're sitting at the bar. What's your favorite cocktail that you have had available? What's like, which one do you think embodies what you make the best?
2: Um, well, I mean, so currently we, we only have a barrel aged old fashioned okay. uh, in, in our whiskey cocktails um, and, and, and that, that whiskey, that, the barrel aged old fashioned is super delicious. We I, uh, make it with the fireside bourbon, it's aged for 45 days in a used bourbon barrel. Um, it's uh, very popular during uh, the summertime and during, during our busy season, we go through up to 15 gallons of it a week.
0: Wow. It's,
2: it's, uh, sometimes it runs out and, and I'm so sorry, it's not ready yet because it's not been aged long enough. Um, but the, but the, the cocktails in our bar, we, we, we try to make sure that even though we're busy and we're a, we're a pretty busy tasting room, we, we don't skimp on drinks and we don't skimp on the time it takes to make drinks. And we're always trying to push the limit in terms of having quality cocktails with uh, with no end to the limit of the amount that we have them,
0: so. so, it kind of sounds like your philosophy in making the whiskey is your same philosophy in making the cocktails. You're not Definitely. You're making sure it's top to bottom. It's as good as it can possibly be.
2: Yeah, uh, we're 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 different in a lot of than a lot of tasting rooms. Is we're open later. Uh, we have DJs at night, dancing and, and a lot of a lot of and fun all, <laughs> all all the time. But we still. Uh, craft, creative cocktails, all the way till the, till closing time.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome.
2: Yeah, so the, what separates
1: us, obviously it wouldn't matter if the juice wasn't good to begin with, and Tyler's got a handle on that. Um, but it's an experience that you can't find in any other distillery we feel. Um, it's a full-on entertainment experience as well as a great cocktail lounge experience too. Um, so, whether it's the infusions, the barrel age, old fashioned, live music, a couple times a week, DJs, uh, we kind of um, can be fun for almost any any uh, genre out there of person that walks through the doors. Whether it's age group, group or demographic. Or. yeah. Um, whether it's a tourist, which we get quite a few of, yeah. Um, the whiskey hunters, which we're getting more and more of, that which is what we want. That's why we have these great. Uh, releases, yeah. fireside releases. Uh, or, you know, if you're just a young kid who's just turned 21 like you did, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the first time you came in here, and your dad introduced you to us, well, yeah, we got plenty of those late night too. Yeah. Uh, the, the young kids, but one of the things that uh, we set out to prove, and that's what our owner's philosophy is, is that this is a fun industry, and let's have fun while we're making juice and selling it. Um, There's a lot of really buttoned down um, operations that we just don't understand why they're not having more fun or they don't (laughs) seem like they're having as much fun. Right. Um, This is is nothing but fun. I mean, look what we do. Right. Look what he makes. (laughs) Taste what he makes. Yeah, Yeah.
0: taste it for sure. Um,
1: So yeah, we just feel like you can
0: have the best of both worlds. Um, here. Excellent. Yeah. So then I do have to ask too, because Colorado is really starting to make a name for itself for reels in the distilling, specifically the whiskey industry. What do you think is kind of setting Colorado ahead of places outside of Kentucky? Like, why is there so much ground being gained in that recognition? As Adam said, you're getting some of the bourbon hunters and some of the you know, more seeking after the really fine spirits, but Colorado in general seems to be getting a little bit more of that. What do you think sets the state apart from some of the other like craft distilleries across the nation?
2: I think it's our consumers. Uh, the consumers in Colorado are are thirsty for quality, uh, thirsty for uniqueness, thirsty for something that's different. And 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 because here in Colorado we're able to craft for a local audience that is. A, is excited to try something different and unique than what is being offered by the the bigger producers. Um, we, we are able to grow and make things constantly change and make things constantly better. Um, I, I mean, Colorado's always been craft-hungry, um, oh, yeah. craft-centric, um, and, and, and part of that is because originally the law is keeping, you know, the, the big boys out of liquor stores uh, initially. Yep. Um, and, and other other reasons that that have to do with that.
0: And I do think that was a big part of that kind of craft atmosphere of the state was that before some of those laws have kind of shifted a little bit now. But I I get the feeling that there's enough of a foothold that at least a lot of the craft's going to hold on through the shifting landscape that is... Yeah. Uh, well, let's just call it the nightmare liquor law situation. <laughs> yeah. It's very difficult to navigate for sure but that's makes sense i think I, li- I like that a lot the consumer is what's driving that yeah. just boom in colorado craft our, our
2: creativity can actually be met with a uh an actual buying sphere that that will support what we do and and that's a, a really good thing it's awesome. a
1: good it's a good thing to have the consumer hold uh us to, to a high standard hold, hold Everybody in the craft industry to a high standard that is a good thing and you know, we uh, We take that
0: and we use that to our advantage Awesome, um, I know you guys do some more besides the whiskeys and I'm very excited to get to the next one But I do also just want to point out because I'm actually a pretty big fan of it. The cuidado. Oh yeah, I I'm, I'm well, hoping yeah, I yeah, pronounce it right, it but um, I'm trying to learn Spanish. I'm doing the the babble and all of that, but it's going very <laughs> poorly. I'm not a good, <laughs> super white boy pronunciation of all of it. But um, was, I love the pronunciation. the tequila style as well. Is that one that like how different is it producing that versus producing whiskeys?
2: Well, I mean, so the cuidado. Uh, full disclosure: We do import the cuidado. Oh okay. Uh, we we import it uh, still strength, and we, we cut it with uh, Colorado water and bottle it here. Gotcha. Um, but we, we do have uh, many different expressions upon it here. Yeah. Uh, up front in the tasting room, we have some really delicious infusions that we make some amazing cocktails with, uh, as well as we, we age some and, and make it uh, taste like a reposado. Yeah. Um, but, the, but the Cuidado was born uh, by going down to Mexico and, and choosing a distillery to make a tequila for us originally for, um, the tasting room. Oh, okay. And, and, and it is, it has since taken off and that was actually, a, you know, one of our main stain, stain brands that is, uh, slowly taking more, more shelf space and, and it's super delicious.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I'm obviously big whiskey guy. Sites mild High bourbon and rye. So, I mean, yeah. there's reason behind that. But I love finding the kind of little niche things that are made as well. It's always fun seeing some other things distilled yeah. too.
1: So, yeah, the, the tequila aficionado, the first thing they'll do, kind of like a whiskey aficionado, we'll turn the bottle and look... Where is this from? So they'll look for the CRT stamp yep. and they'll look for the NOM, the four-digit number that traces it back to its origin. And we have that on there. So you can trace it back to It's a private label uh, distiller that uh, exists in Jalisco. And their brand name, they release uh, under Reposado and Yeho styles as Casa and, uh But they do dozens of different... Um, they do dozens of different... Uh, private labels. What makes us unique is we don't have a bottle down there. We'd rather have the, there's a distillate shipped up here um, and it's shipped in those large totes like you see right there. Um, and it's uh, still strength, like Tyler said, and all we're doing is just filtering it and cutting it down to bottle strength uh, with call water, which is to us, it seems like a great idea and it's taken off. Um, so, it's the best of both worlds, I like yeah. to say. You get, still get Blue Weber Agave tequila distilled. we it at, at the home of tequila. Right. Um, but we're just cutting it up here and bottling it and, and packaging it as our brand called Cuidado. Awesome. Yeah, and it's taken off.
0: No, that's definitely... That's really cool for sure. Yeah. Um, what other spirits have you distilled outside of whiskey or have you just been whiskey? Uh, uh, rum as well.
2: Okay. Uh, rum we make from our sugar cane. Um, and then... Um, we, we also distill a gin.
1: Yeah, that's my, my favorite, is we now have two styles, but you might be familiar, I'm sure, with the Denver Dry. Yep. From your time in the industry. Summit Gin is a little newer to the market, um, and it was kind of more geared towards the on-premise side, but it's a higher proof, higher botanical, new world style, kind of. Okay. We call it our adventurous gin. We kind of coined that term, but it's, it is like a new world contemporary style gin. Um, 12 botanicals as opposed to five in the original Denver Drive. We just build on that uh, mash bill at seven more. Um, both are fantastic. As you know, the Denver Drive yeah. um, is the workhorse, London Dry style, um, and we turn people onto gin more often than not just by them trying our gins, and they
0: didn't think they were gin drinkers. I've seen that a lot. One like not to throw any giant names under the bus here, but when people are used to the one big name brand gin and that's the only thing they've ever had, a lot of times they're, no, I don't like gin. But then you try something that's actually like more craft style. I I agree, like I wasn't a big fan of gin either until I tried a couple of more craft ones and then it was like, you know, there's actually a lot to it. It's a lot more than just that punchy in the face with juniper flavor, It's, it's really fun. It's it's so fun is that gin I I think originally
2: everyone thinks it's it's its own liquor on its own mm-hmm. when when in rea- reality it's 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 just another flavored vodka yeah uh, and 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 it it's not going to make you act differently than vodka would <laughs> <laughs> no you're not angry mean. on vodka or
0: gin you're just angry you just <laughs> I swear gin it. makes a man mean that's what I Grew up hearing. Gin makes a man mean? Yeah. 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 No, he's <laughs> absolutely
1: right. And that's part of part of our education when we do tours and, and we go, this is the world's first infused vodka. It was gin. It's a That's all it is. And people go, the light comes on. Oh, wait, maybe I will give it a oh, try. Oh, wait, yeah. maybe I like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, which is great. We want to turn people on to that. Um, so, but the original Denver Dry Gin recipe is Joe Von Feltz. Um, and, it, you know, he wanted to... Master the, a, a London dry style before we moved on to anything else. And you think we did that? And the Summit um, gin is, I love that that style as well, kind of the New World style. It's not quite as in your face floral as yeah. some of the New World styles. Uh, it still has a juniper base. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we encourage anybody to ask for it, try it. To, the, the gin is widespread, widely available as far as the Denver dry gin. The Summit is getting into more stores now. Um, so yeah, it's. It's one of
0: my favorites, as I, as I mentioned. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I became a gin drinker working for Mile High Spirits. <laughs> yeah. I did in the extreme summer heats over the last couple of summers. I suddenly found myself that gin and tonics really hit the spot when it's 105 degrees and you've been stuck outside building a fence all summer. <laughs> That'll do it. So,
1: And we actually use... Um, it's, a, it's a unique glass still. So it's one of very few in the entire industry that we know of that... Uh, utilizes glass uh, for a pot still to make our jam. Glass pot still. Yeah. All right. Um, Yeah, we'll take a look for it. I know, wish we had a visual medium
0: right now, but yeah. Well, I'll Uh, snag a few pictures of things to post up online and people can check it out that way as well. So definitely keep an eye out for that because that will be and honestly, you said you guys do tours, so anybody listening to this, I'd recommend just come down and take a tour of the place for sure. Thursday through
1: Saturday, come in. We've got a great group of tour guides that, that will handle uh, public tours. Uh, and you can uh, go to our website at uh, drinkmhs.com to uh, to sign up for a private tour.
0: Awesome. We'll put that link in the show notes so that people can just, you're listening to it, just click right through, book yourself a private tour, come down and check out everything that is Cool to offer here. Um, there is one thing that I, I am going to have to just touch on a little bit because I did see it on social media, and it's it's going to throw a little bit of weight, I think, on your guys' name as well. Lord Stanley was in your guys' building after they, oh the yeah, cup here, so I saw yeah. that. At, how uh, cool was that
2: party? Oh my god, that was the coolest yeah. party I've ever been to. <laughs> um, yeah, we, um, man. Uh, so so uh, the Stanley Cup
1: was here, guys. The Stanley
2: Cup was here as well as the, the, Jay- the champions. Uh, the whole team, yeah. um, it was it was a wild party. These, these boys, uh, those guys can drink. <laughs> well, so, uh, yeah, the, the team and the couple were here the day after. So we were proud
1: to say we were the very first location that they partied in Denver. That is awesome. Uh, as a team. Uh, and we got the day after. So they won on a Sunday night in Tampa. And then they came here. I don't know how much sleep they had, but they partied that Monday <laughs> night
0: here. Uh, let's see. When was the parade? The parade was later that week, right? It was, right. It was that Wednesday, right? That Wednesday, yeah. yeah. So if I had to take a guess, my guess would be it was less than 15 hours total sleep with nothing else but drinking in between the Stanley Cup win and that parade. Right. Particularly based on us, the way some of them were talking and almost falling off the stage during that. So that was, that was cool. I saw that on social media, and I was like, man, that's a – I know – like I saw the picture of the outdoor area, and I was like, I bet you that's exactly where I think it is, and sure enough, found out the cup was, in fact, right here, so. I drank out of the cup. That. Man, that's awesome. (laughs) I'm pretty jealous. I I, I I just held it, but I didn't drink out of it.
2: I I also got COVID out of the cup. (laughs) uh not 100 percent sure it was the COVID strain of the stanley variety but uh yeah. it's lord <laughs> stanley <laughs> my, my wife's a nurse and she said you're an idiot yeah. so uh but but yeah no I, I walked up to the boys and i said all right boys i got this ball of whiskey and i'm gonna drink this whiskey out of the cup and i'm gonna drink you boys under the cup and they said let's go did you successfully drink them under the cup? No, no, I did not. Had a feeling, no, maybe not. These guys, yeah, I, I'm just a distiller. These guys are hockey players. Yeah, so.
1: <laughs> right. And they drink for a living. Oh no, they play hockey. They for play hockey. hockey for. They they drink for recreation. But yes. um, we actually invited them in here, and Win and Tyler were, um, you know, giving them a taste of a barrel, and we then bottled it shortly afterwards as the Champions Whiskey Avalanche Select. That's uh, awesome whiskey, um, and also at the 5280 cut, and the yep. a five-year barrel. So that, that you might have seen that on some of our social media, like Sammy Girard and some of the other guys tasting the barrel straight. Uh, that was probably around midnight-ish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I, I actually had some uh, things to do the next day, so I didn't stay all night. No? Yeah, but it was one of the best nights I've, I can remember. That's uh, awesome. It was a lot of fun. We were very lucky and fortunate. Um, we do have a few connections in the Avalanche alumni community okay. that helped us um, convince uh, the team. To kind kind of facilitate to hold their party here. Yep, yep, and uh, it, it was fantastic. We had to keep it pretty tight-lipped. Yeah, uh, as you imagine, but it was a few people that got you know got the word and and were able to come share it with us.
0: Yeah, I just like I said, I saw it was a maybe a week and a half, two weeks later, and somebody posted it. There was no like tag or anything, but I. I been to the outside area like a couple of times before, and I was like, "Man, I really think that's it." And so,
1: that's <laughs> yeah. really
0: cool to find out. So you're right. We waited
1: about a week before we put anything on social media. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, uh, just for privacy's sake. Well, yeah, because
0: you put it out that night, and you got people figuring out where they are and bum rushing the doors. Like people had.
1: There were a few people that figured it out. My phone was blown up yeah. while I was here. <laughs> With, yeah, I know something's going on. Mile High Spirits. I'm like, dude i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) yep so um but yeah it was we're very lucky and um that that we are thought of that way yeah that they could they trusted us to have a really cool fun uh pretty private party for them
0: and that was uh that was kind of an honor to now that's that's really cool so i appreciate you guys telling me about it it's uh sounds like a great time
1: and part of it also obviously we have our own booze here so we we have a full fully stocked bar at all times at all times so the the funny thing about that weekend what was in our favor as well was it um, the town had been over to you know all the downtown was busy every bar was busy all weekend (laughs) long Uh, the entire playoffs uh, every bar was busy Uh, that was the big pride weekend to downtown so uh anybody who was anybody was drinking and uh, was partying downtown um and then then comes monday yep and mondays a lot of the people uh are closing down on mondays you know just because it's a slow day
0: they didn't have staff avail- available uh they were out of booze I'd say i'd heard some places had been drank dry over that stanley cup runs so. right yeah yep. <laughs> um so we have built-in
1: you know bar here yep and, uh not unlimited, but plenty enough even for the Avalanche <laughs> to celebrate enough whiskey for them enough to hold those guys over. So, yeah,
0: yep. And so that was, that helped us land their their uh, private party too. That is awesome. That is really cool. I was a huge Avs fan growing up. Like from, I say remember, vaguely remember because I was pretty young. But the team coming down here, and then I definitely remember the two thousand one Cup run against yeah. uh, the Devils, and just you know Patrick Wall, those guys growing up watching them, and then seeing them bounce the way they did after that real brutal season, come back up seven, six years later, win a cup, like, mm-hmm. awesome. So I'm, I'm thrilled you guys got to experience that. That was amazing. And so anybody who's an Avs fan listening to this, come down and have a – pour yourself a dram in the same place where Stanley Cup champions enjoyed plenty of drams. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and that, that, that champion's whiskey is pretty limited. It was, it was just offered to the team and their fan, friends and family. But – maybe if you if you get to know tyler i don't know really well he might have some of that stash somewhere i don't know i might yeah just <laughs> it might be possible just saying, it might be possible um but yeah that was a highlight for everybody
0: oh i imagine the whole like a lot of the staff get to enjoy that you guys get to oh we yeah definitely yeah. that's awesome
2: yeah we um the bartenders who worked uh, that event and that night I mean, they all got dressed up and they did an amazing job. And then as well as, um, you know, anyone who was on our staff could come down and enjoy it um, with like, a, you know, a plus one. I've got my brother, uh, he was ecstatic. Yeah. He was so amazing. Um, but, but then uh, it, it was just a, a beautiful thing to be part of, celebrating a win of that caliber with the families and of friends of, of the actual champions it was
0: that is yeah that's not, really awesome kind of out
2: of control yeah yep. our yeah. staff did a
1: great job like, like kept thinking said, why am I here <laughs> right yeah why, why did we get so lucky you get a little bit of that imposter uh, syndrome <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> it's definitely not supposed to be that. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's why I didn't drink out of the cup itself but I did hold it and got you know photos with Landis Gog early in the night that was awesome nice. um, but like our staff was super exhausted and tired from a busy weekend Oh yeah! and weeks leading up to that we were hosting watch parties yep. for the Avalanche Stanley Cup playoff games and, um, and you know they get the call Monday morning, hey guys we need you to come in on your day off, the one day we close is Monday yep. for our bar um, and at first are you kidding me and then you know we're like look you can't tell anybody but this is what what's going on. There.
0: Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm Everybody. there. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. No, that's they did a really great job. cool. That's really awesome. So, like I said, I had to go off on that little bit of a oh, tangent yeah, of there because that was. Of
2: course. That's, I, I so, didn't even know if we were supposed to talk about it, but I, I know you're so into the Avalanche. I've, I've heard from the Oh yeah. The
0: other, other casts. Yep. So. Yeah. diehard. Diehard Die Hard. Avs fan. Die Hard Broncos fan. As much as that's been painful for a number of years now. And yeah. We'll... Will. My bad,
1: guys. Oh, good. Um, Thought I silenced that completely. But, yeah, um, maybe one day we'll get to host the Broncos uh, celebration. See if they'll have to win something. They will have to win something. (laughs) You're right. Um, But we have had, in the past, we've had Von Miller have parties here. We actually, before he he got traded, um, and we've hosted Derek Wolf's retirement party. Oh, that's awesome. It was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, Yeah. That's so, wicked cool.
1: So that was right, you know, halfway through the season, and when whenever he officially retired uh, last year. Nice. Um, so yeah, we're pretty fortunate. We, our owners, um, are dialed into some of the sports scene. They're definitely dialed into the music scene. Uh, we're, we're lucky. Uh, yeah. That we have that, and we have, we've built up a, a, a fun reputation, a place that um, anybody can go, no matter how famous. Yeah. And hopefully have a good time and not. I don't regret it, Yep, <laughs> so to speak. So, yeah, we've had some, some big nights here. Well, let's, yeah, pop open this. Uh... So you want to go for uh, the bottle and bond
2: next? I think the bottle and bond next yeah. made make most sense. Yep. Um, let's do it. Our bottle and bond, like all bottle and bonds, they, uh, I guess she has new glasses if you want, but it's all the same. Um, oh, thank you.
0: Yeah, we're not that fancy, but, <laughs> yeah, we, we, but we, you know, my, my rye whiskey makes...
2: might, might make a big difference. Well, I was going to yeah.
0: say, the rye's got a lot to it, That's too, fine. so could overpower a little bit. I could see that. Yeah. Bottom um, bond, bon, yeah, 100 yeah. proof. Yep. Uh, this batch four, um,
2: since we launched this new brand, and um, uh, minim- four years old minimum, uh, that the bottom bond has to be produced by one distiller in, uh, and and then released in the same grain season that it was put down. So um, it, to, to guarantee that it's four years old, it's sort of a consumer protection act enacted by Congress to make sure that distilleries are not just uh, lying to you and, and putting whatever they can in a bottle and selling it to you
0: wild west that was a big problem from what I hear so a huge problem. Was... a
2: lot of people soaking soaking tobacco and, yep. and uh, all sorts of stuff and making it brown and then saying hey this is this is called whiskey and, this is a, a terrible thing I, I, I yeah. bottom bonds is great I, I was talking to you earlier I think it's just like the greatest uh, playing field for whiskey to be tasted on because everyone's on the same playing field yes yeah. no one no one's doing anything different you're making whiskey, you're putting it down, you're aging it, and then you're selling it at the same proof as everyone else. And some and bonds are better
0: than others. I think ours is Cheers, boys. Cheers. This is excellent. I get some kind of bright fruit on it. A little bit of the little bit of the rye still in it as well. Not a whole ton of it, but it's it's nice and sweet. That hundred proof makes it real easy. Particularly compared to the mile high proof. From correct, before. correct.
1: This is a uh, best four, by the way.
2: We're lobbying Congress to change bottom bond from a hundred to a hundred point hundred and five point six proof. <laughs> We've heard nothing back yet, but uh, yeah, you know.
1: they, they might have better things to do. But uh, but the fifty two eighty ABV uh, mile high cut—that's that's the future of, that's, uh, of whiskey, hopefully. Yeah, I can see that for
2: sure. Uh, that's sarcasm, guys. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, batch four is what we're tasting right now. Uh, we've sold out of the first three batches. Um, they they are small batch. This is a five barrel batch, so we're gonna continue to uh, keep it fairly small uh, until that day when we know it's gonna blow up. Yeah. And and then we'll have to go big with it. But
0: about how many bottles, how many cases do you get out of a five barrel batch?
1: Um, so this batch, we got about two pallets worth. Uh, A little bit more, Uh, but you know, look, 200 to 250 cases out of this batch. Um, And it's, uh, you know, the longer it's in the barrel, the less we're able to to yield. So uh, it's it's gonna sell out by design. Yeah. It's available widely though. So it is available in all major liquor stores. Uh, Some of the boutique stores are, are bringing it in. Uh, we're getting um, more and more bars bringing it in making it like their their household fashion with it or, yeah. or Manhattan I just I just made a uh, a Pitch today to a bar to uh, make this your uh, household fashion make an upcharge uh, For a couple bucks and get the fireside
0: bonded. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Oh, yeah, this would be excellent in a Manhattan I have no doubt although I also don't know that I'd want to drink it any way other than neat. This is... Right. It's good on its own. It really is.
1: And the funny thing about that, that the bonded uh, certification is I get a kick out of history. I'm a history geek. Uh, And I'm sure a lot of your listeners probably know by now. But uh, it it was 1897 as you like that Congress acted because what I didn't realize was back back then most... Consumers drank out of casks at their local pub, yep. and yep. they weren't drinking out of bottles. Um, and anything, it was, it was the Wild West, and you had to take the, uh, your pub owner and proprietor at their word what you were buying. Um, and you know, Congress stepped in with some nudging from some of the big boys who were doing it right. And uh, some of those brands are still around today Yep, uh, to say, we need a, a standard. Um, and it has to be, you know, a certain minimum standard to to have it a label approved by the government it has to be in a bottle, has to be sent to the market um, And that way we can all be on the even playing field that Tyler was talking about uh, So I like to say it's one of the first consumer protection acts uh, in America Because, you know, when there's tainted milk and tainted meat you know, in 1897, we were more worried about tainted whiskey. Yeah. Let's make an act to yep. protect <laughs> our consumers from bad whiskey first. Bad whiskey, I. That's more important. This is good whiskey.
2: Yeah. Um, this is the good whiskey act, mm-hmm. by all means. Yeah. This is
1: hopefully what they had in mind when they passed that act 126 years ago. Can you do it? Yeah. Uh, so we're extremely proud of, of this. and. Tyler's juice in here. Like I said, it's five barrels at a time.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, just I I like the nature of small batch stuff anyway because I do like when you can, especially, taste a little bit of differences between each batch. Like it's you know the the big names like we were talking about earlier. You everybody grabs them because they all know what they're gonna get no matter what. When you have the small batch production, even if you can keep it similar, there's always a little bit of kind of eccentricities in the whiskey each time, and I've always been a big fan of that, for sure. Um, one of the big reasons why single barrel's always been kind of one of my favorites is just, you never have two quite identical. They could
2: be the same batch, they, they come together, they put down at the same time, two different barrels, they're side by side, but they taste different, they're, the notes are different, the proofs are different. It's amazing.
0: It is, it really is.
1: Barrels are like snowflakes, no one is like it's kind of cool and that's what's fun about the single barrel which we're going to taste uh the cast strength of the single barrel but yeah just so um everybody knows all your listeners know the um the bottom is like i said widely available so if you don't see it please ask for it uh, at your local pub or liquor store and we wanted it to be uh, it's a year-round release so we we have basically made a commitment that it will not run out of stock, we'll just move on to the next batch. Okay. So some people out there might have, some of your listeners might have batch one or batch two. That's great. Yep. Uh, we're on batch four, so we hope it becomes a collector's item.
0: Well, if you have batch one and batch two, then you gotta pick up batch three and batch four so you can try them all side by side and get all the little differences in each right. one. Yep. And um, if your local store doesn't have it, definitely hound them for it because gotta get the word out there. Sure, yeah.
1: Fireside bottle and bomb. <laughs> all right, bottle and bomb.
2: Uh, also, also we we're excited that we want Bowen & bond to be approachable yeah and and, and so it, it's locked it in at a, a solid approachable price that, that one is able to come across and say oh this is good whiskey you don't have to get in your tippy toes at the liquor store and, and uh, knock over some cheap shit to, to get to it <laughs> uh, yeah
1: it comes in less than 50 bucks Okay. give or take we uh, redesigned it uh, the, the price point to be between 40 and 50, and it usually lands right in between. Um, Perfect. So it's approachable, it's it's crushable too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that could be a dangerous one for sure. That's real, real easy to get that one. Oh yeah. Get that going. Oh man. Okay. So this, now, is, this is single barrel cast strength. If, didn't mean to, to move on so fast. No, totally fine. Cause cast strength is my, my favorite style across the board because my favorite thing to do with the cast strength is be able to kind of play with a little bit of water if you've got it to just see how it opens up and changes. Yep. So I, I have a little bit of water right
2: there in the silver silver cup uh julep club next to your there's next to ice. You. uh there's ice and water. Um but yeah so this this is our single barrel, our current mm-hmm. selection of single barrel cast strength. It's five years old. It is um 131.6 uh, proof. Um, it, it's one of our first um, cast strengths. Uh, to, to, it, it's, it's our first cast strength to reach that high in proof. I mean, 131 proof is pretty high. Yeah. Uh, most, a lot of people love cast strength whiskey, but truly drinking 131 proof knee. It's not. It's yeah. not easy. It, it 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 takes, it takes sipping and thinking and and, and probably adding an ice cube, <laughs> for most. Um. Right, but it, we've all heard the term
1: hazmat. Yep. You know, when it comes to the high proof stuff, and um, this is not a hazmat on your palate at all. No. Um, some one thirty ones would be. Yeah. Hell, some some hundred proofs would
0: be. It's dark, too. You said it's five years? Five years old, yeah.
1: I guess we should have cheersed, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, we can always cheers post. Post cheers. Post, post cheers. cheers. Uh, yeah, so Ooh. I'll... Uh, yeah, right away. The the thing I, I usually notice between the Bottom bond and our single barrels is Bon bond is a little drier, which I like uh, for certain... Um, occasions and uh, I think the rye comes out nicely our 20% in our mash bill of the bottle and bond is noticeable at the 100 proof 4 year level and then
0: the cast strength at 5 years man there's a lot of other stuff going on there too there's a, it's really like there's a lot of sweet there's a lot of vanilla there's a lot of uh, like brown sugar but like dark sweet flavors to that yeah whereas yeah. I definitely thought the bottled and bond had some kind of like bright fruity notes with some of that sweetness and everything to it this no. this is a lot just darker on the palate. some of that cherry is really coming through a little cherry cola definitely get a little bit of that cola kind of flavor to it for sure that cherry cola for sure
1: but yeah don't be don't be shy about adding ice or water to it um You know, you don't have to be a tough, tough guy (laughs) and do it straight at 131. But we all took a sip at 131. It's pretty damn good.
0: I always like, like I said, I like seeing it change and evolve as it goes through. I have noticed it, especially I'm sure with your brewing history, like uh, stouts especially. Pull it out of the fridge nice and cold, but just drink it slowly. And as it warms up, it changes flavor until you get to the very bottom. And you can kind of find that. There's one spot that you hit all the time. It's like that's that's perfect for it. I found the same thing with the cast strength whiskeys. It's there's that one spot you hit, and that's the perfect for you know your
2: palate. If if I am to add ice to whiskey, there's that spot where you hit it. Mm -hmm. I like to take the ice back out of the whiskey all the time.
1: So you don't go past the point no return. Just
2: grab a slotted spoon, eject that ice.
0: Yep. Stay there. Yeah, because. Finish on a strong note, not a diluted note. Once you hit that sweet spot, it's just... Yeah. And it's so... The only problem with that sweet spot is then it's real easy to finish it quicker, and um, then you I don't realize you're it. going through it as fast. Yeah, yeah, then next thing you know, you're on a third
2: pour. Yep, it's, exactly. It's, it's all
0: okay. right. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is good juice, Tyler. <clears throat> uh, I just get to sell it and talk about it, so I'm the
0: lucky one. Well, thanks, guys. No, oh, this is... Yeah, this is spectacular. I think this... Barrel proof, the cast strength is definitely my favorite pour of the, the evening. Although, that rye is sitting right up there too. Uh, that's got to be the 5280 proof. I think you guys are really on to something with that mile high proof.
1: Yeah, and, and the, this cast strength, this release is just um, available here. You can come down and, and purchase it. So the rye and the cast strength are in the 55 to 60 range, uh, which we think is fair for five-year single barrels. Um, at, yeah, at that quality for
0: sure. Yeah. Absolutely, I don't. I think that's 100 percent a great spot to find it at. I think that's approachable. It's it's approachable on the palate and it's approachable to the wallet. It's a good way to go. We want to be fair. Yeah,
2: we want to sell a good product at a fair price.
1: Right, mm-hmm. and so there's there's plenty of uh, of product out there that is young and high priced that's yep. a bad combination yeah so um our original fireside straight bourbon the the, the flagship um is a is a two-year it has a, some older barrels in it but that we always go with what, whatever the youngest is in there so there's some two-year in there and that's fine because we want it to be plentiful and accessible uh and it below 30 bucks on the shelf which it is and so that's
0: hard to beat. There's not a lot in that price range that tastes as good as the, the flagship does yeah. either. I mean, the the Fireside bourbon is one of my, it's been a go-to for a while. And I know people who have followed me pre-podcast even will know, like I've talked about the Fireside a, a number of times. It's definitely one that I, I've i been a huge fan of for a while. So I am very excited to try these ones. and.
1: Yeah. This is what I like to say. This is what happens when Fireside grows up. Yep, That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And I mean, cause it's fun when when it's young, Fireside is really fun when it's young. Uh, but this is fun and amazing and sophisticated. And you know, that's something that's fun for me to sell. Yeah. Something I, I can walk into places, any place and pull these out, uh, out of my sample bag and people go, that is damn good juice what are you guys doing
0: go talk to Tyler man (laughs) he's the mastermind so Uh, yeah I have to agree like these are excellent so definitely keep doing what you're doing because I can't wait to see what else is going to come out further down the line and stuff just continues to
2: I have I have a lot of things coming down the line for sure
0: awesome (laughs) I definitely like hearing that
2: yeah We're, we're uh Const- I'm constantly creative and constantly trying to make it new So.
0: excellent cool good deal right on. well again thank you guys so much for, for having me down here sampling these fantastic spirits talking to you guys about you know the process down here and everything like that oh you're welcome thanks it's, for coming in it's been a blast so uh, there is a thing so you know roll your eyes real hard if you want but something that I've decided I'm doing at the end my family bought me a dad joke a day calendar and so the end of every podcast, I'm finishing it with a dad joke. So we'll see how how bad this one is because this is the, the newest one. So what do you call a pig that does karate? Pork chop. Oh, that is a dad joke. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a good one. Thank you for enduring that as well because I'm finishing each episode with that. And, again, thank you guys so much for your time. I really appreciate the heck out of it. I might use that one tonight, and <laughs> my kid might kick me in the stomach. It's gonna be <laughs> oh, he
2: doesn't like
1: dad
0: jokes? No, he hates them. <laughs> I, I love them. My kid started like coming up with her own now. and Really? Yep. <laughs> uh, she's Yeah, she's really good at it. She's got a few steps to go before she hits like 100% of the time, but... She's doing really good with them. Now so. You're writing these down, right? Because you're going to eventually
2: make your own calendar, right? Oh, yeah. You know, the the three three 365
0: days of whiskey dad jokes. Right? Oh, that's perfect. See, I'll just have to start coming up with some whiskey dad jokes. That seems like a great combination. You know what? Come December, you get a dad joke and a different pour, and it yeah. could be a dad joke yeah. whiskey advent calendar. Yeah, I think, twenty-four days. Are you pouring all the Are you not pouring
2: all the drams? <laughs> and are you telling all the jokes? I think yeah, you're on to
1: something, Zach. I think I, that you should
0: patent that. We might have to, might have to run out and do that after this. Right,
2: <laughs> I'd buy that. <laughs> I, I would too, <laughs> just for the whiskey.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. We'll make it all Colorado whiskey too. So awesome. Thank you guys again so much, and uh, yeah, we'll be back here soon. Thank you so much to Tyler and Adam for joining me on the podcast this episode. Please check the show notes. We'll have links directly to Mile High Spirits' website, so you can book a tour and go check them out for yourselves. I certainly would suggest doing so. They're awesome people down there. It's always a great time. Cocktails are on point, and the whiskey is spectacular. So go check them out. DrinkMHS.com. Again, the link will be in the show notes. Remember, too, you can always support Mile High Bourbon by going to milehighbourbon.com shop, purchasing any of the products that we have up there. Right now, it is glassware, and we are looking to expand that in the near future. You can also click through the affiliate links in the show notes, and purchasing anything through those links will help to support us. Or if you just want to send a little bit of money and buy us a dram, you can do that. There will be a link for that in the show notes as well. We appreciate you guys' support. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts, and check us out on social media, twitter.com slash milehighbourbon, at milehighbourbon on Instagram and Facebook. Shout out and thank you to Roma Ransom for providing the intro-outro music for this podcast, and I look forward to talking to you all again. Cheers.